What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 107.2. And today I have with me Matt. Hello. And we are continuing our playthrough of Diablo 2 Resurrected. Huh. So, it's been a little while. Um, we had left off trying to kill, um, Duriel. Um, Matt, you, you had not succeeded in it yet. Yeah, I had not succeeded. I've played this game for many, many hours since then. I still don't think I would have been able to beat him. Duriel, from what I understand, is one of the hardest bosses in the game, mainly because of the fact that he is just relentless. Yep. Um, but, uh, I, I, I'm very interested to hear about Act 3's boss because. It's a piece of cake. Oh, really? First so, try, didn't even, like, I don't think he barely ever hit me. Not even once, I think he hit me. So, no problem with Mephisto. Yeah, not even, not even a little bit. So, so a lesser evil gave you more trouble than a greater evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think Duriel's about ready to class up. Yeah. Make it to the big leagues. So, um, yeah, uh, so in order to beat Duriel, I joined your game, and, uh, well, my hammered and made short work of him. Yeah, certainly did. Um, I apparently have been missing out when I was 15 years old. <laughs> didn't know about the hammered in? Well, I didn't play any other class. Like, that was the yeah. thing. I just played Necromancer, and... And holy crap, is Hammerden insane. So, is it... I'm really curious then with someone that has so much time into this game. Now you've tried something else. I assume it plays radically differently. And does that give you any interest in checking out the other classes? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but I want to 1,000 1, gamer score this game. I want to complete it. Oh wow! But that means getting level to level ninety nine level on a hardcore <laughs> character, which means level ninety nine on a character that never died ever. So full disclosure, obviously we took we took a week off. In that time, I have beaten Diablo two, uh, went through Act five, and I have started Nightmare difficulty, which is the next difficulty up. I don't think I was properly ready for nightmare difficulty because I probably <laughs> died 15 times in act one in the span of probably about 10 minutes of each other. Wow. It's no joke. Um, so moving on. So after you beat, um, Duriel, we move on to, uh, act three which is the, the jungle area um, uh, where the Zacharoom is based, or at least a chapter of the Zacharoom. Uh, and uh, they have basically aligned with the greater evils and uh, have helped um, Mephisto uh, basically give them, give the greater evils entry into hell. So that they can escape from sanctuary. Um, 
a little backstory on the Zacharum. The Zacharum is a faith that um, I, I believe the Paladin was part of at one point. Uh, the Crusader from Diablo 3 is part of the Zacharum faith, but they are a different chapter. Uh, obviously did not align with the, the ones that helped out the evil. Uh, but they were uh, originally part of uh, an order of holy warriors. Um, and yeah, so they have set up a little uh, a little base of operations in Kurast, which is where this uh, jungle area is. Yeah, I, I kind of like the jungle area. I mean, for me, maybe because I've only started Diablo so many times and... You know, especially Diablo 3, I played the beginning so much. Whenever I think of Diablo, I think about, you know, like the moors and the swamp and, you know, puddles and skeletons. So it was a little bit of a, of a shock going into Act 2 and, and it being a desert setting. Sure. And then even, even Act 3 here I thought was a little, not strange, I actually really liked the jungle setting, but it... It was pretty clear that each one was like wholly independent, themed around a, a geography like that. Like it doesn't it doesn't gently go from you know, from the desert into the jungle. It's you're either in the desert or the jungle. Right. Well obviously the, the, the Kuros jungle uh seems to be based on like a, a Mayan kind yep. of thing with the temples and the steps and stuff like that. Yeah, which is cool. I mean there there was a couple of good horror movies. The ruins and, and one other one at least that really had a, you know, had that kind of jungle vibe to it. So, you know, de- definitely a place where some bad things can happen. Sure. I think the only bad thing from a from a gameplay perspective for me here was there's a lot of traveling between like pathways and then stairs and then lower levels, and sometimes in in this section, especially towards the end, it was very hard to kind of tell what level I was on. Like yeah. if this had a little bit better like depth of field or something, it would have been it would have been really cool. Yeah. The, so the, the gosh man, the the jungle is ooh, it's a rough one because it, this is one of the few maps in the game that basically um parts of it lead into a different section. So I should say that every part is is every map is randomized, but they always have a beginning and end that lead to something. But the jungle can lead into another map. So you can, you can lead into the flare jungle twice. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's, it's like one big map rather than sectioned off areas. Um, and then if you get this giant river in the middle of it that you have to go, you know, over bridges and then, Oh, now I'm in this part of the jungle. Now I'm in the spider forest. Now I'm back over here in the flare jungle. And it's, it, it can get confusing as me and you both found out because we, both yeah, I didn't even know what section I was in half the time. Yeah. We both <laughs> played through a lot of this and I was like, okay, well I know where this is. <laughs> we got to go to the flare jungle. So what they require is that the, the, the Zacharum have, uh, created this orb that um, is basically a bridge gateway opener to hell. Um, and uh, Mephisto is going through it or has opened it and 
both Diablo and Bale have escaped to hell. Mephisto is standing, guarding it, basically, I think. So we are going to have to destroy this orb. Uh, and in doing so, we have to have a magical flail uh, that uh, uh, requires us to create, create it in the Herodric Cube. And we have to get three ingredients. Um, uh, brain, eyes, and... Heart. Heart. And um, combine it with the flail, which the flail is on one of the Zekrum upper people. Um, and, uh, yeah, destroy the orb, then travel into the, kind of like the gateway to, to hell. Um, and there's obviously a lot of, of side quests that you can do here. Uh, some of them are kind of random happenstance. So finding, finding, uh, uh, a certain drop and bringing it back to town can lead to a quest. Um, I think I ended up doing all of them in the end. There might have been one that I missed out on, but towards the end, I had a couple that like I discovered, and then within five minutes, I had completed. Right. Yeah, there, we got through it really quickly. I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I think we. I think you and I got through a bulk of the just going around and like unlocking stuff. I, I leveled up a lot because of those horrendous little pixie trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are annoying, but um, the, yeah, we, basically what we did was after we defeated Duriel, we started act three and we're just like, okay, let's go get you all the waypoints. So that, that makes it a hell of a lot easier finding stuff, especially in the jungle area because it's so confusing. But, um, yeah, so uh, that, that's basically what we did. We we did collect a couple of the items. I think we got like the heart and the and the brain. Um, and then I left you. I let that we ended that session, and you did the rest of it on your own. Um. So leading into the 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 pit of, I wouldn't say the pit of hell, the entrance to hell. Um. <laughs> We have to fight Mephisto, which is one of the greater evils. And you said that you had no problem whatsoever with Mephisto, huh? Yeah, I didn't think this was too bad for me. They, they, once I was down in the general area, I was just kind of making my way through, and there was a lot of smaller enemies. But by the time I got to him, it, it almost seems like the way my character is set up, either. I can replenish my wolves faster than they die, and it's an easy fight, or I can't, and I can't win. <laughs> like, if, if if the enemy can kill my wolves faster than I can replenish them, like, w once he gets to me, I have nothing left. Like, all of my offense is my wolf pack. And so, like, Mephisto, Mephisto never even touched me, because uh, a couple of times I ran up, and slashed him in the back and hit him directly, but most of the time I just kind of stayed at the outskirts and made sure I have my life-giving squid and my wolf pack and my my ravens. And you know, as, as long as they were all active and doing their business, you know, he he was too distracted to ever look at me. Right. So it kind of worked the way I think it was supposed to there, but for some re reason, Duriel just ripped through him, and I could not keep enough wolves on the on the field. Is it because you're running out of mana? 
Yeah, and just they, they were just dying so quickly. I mean, I felt like Duriel was killing one every like three seconds, so I I could come in with twenty health, like twenty mana potions, but I I couldn't even use them fast enough to keep the wolves alive. Not to mention, I'm still not sure why it doesn't like auto fill the the use bar. So as soon as as soon as I would use up, let's say I would fill up six of my eight slots with mana potions, I would use those eight, I would use those six up, but then it would take me longer to either manually use them from my inventory or to try and put them back into my my sash, my belt, and then use them from there. So I just once I got to that point, it, there was no way I could regain the upper hand. Hmm. I, I I would I would assume faster cast rate would help out with that. What kind of a weapon are you using, Matt? Uh, I've got a fairly generic weapon. So my, you know, I, I've still mostly stuck with some of the rune words that I had last time. So I've got the Nadir as my helmet. I've got my armor is stealth, and I've got now Ancient's Pledge as my shield. Okay, but. But my boots, my gloves, and my weapon are all kind of generic. I've got a saber that's got a, a fast attack rate, and it's got a few other bells and whistles on it. But it's a yellow. I think it's that like Vipers, like Touch of the Vipers saber or something. Okay. It's it's reasonably okay, I, I think, but it doesn't do anything beyond being an okay weapon. So I feel like... Um... I feel like you're obviously relying on your wolves to do a lot of your damage. Um, but are you actually attacking yourself? Or are you just hanging back? Uh, I usually go in and attack. Okay. Right, If I wasn't going to attack at all, I would switch to a bow and get in like, purely range damage. But what, what I do is I, I generally wait for the wolves to distract the enemies and then I circle around behind and start attacking from the back. And often they'll just stick with the wolves, and then I just get in free free hits. Sure. And since it has a pretty fast attack rate, I feel like it does pretty good damage. Okay. Um, so uh, one thing you could try, uh, especially since you have stealth, you have faster cast rate right now. There are some offensive magic abilities, casting abilities, that you could invest in. So that way you're doing a little bit more damage, possibly some AOE damage. Yeah. Um, that uh, that that could really help out. So I know uh, the Druid has wind abilities. Yep. Um, yeah, lots of tornadoes and hurricanes. And from what I understand, that's one of the, the stronger builds for the Druid is the, the Whirlwind or Wind Druid. Um, and, you know, obviously we haven't got to it yet, but... Um, you, the the way you're talking, uh, this build that you were you you've made is not really working for you and in Act Four. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like it, but everything I've read about it is that it's a bit slow. Like the damn it, like e even if I can keep my guys alive, it it's just not a very high damage dealing build. Sure, which is fine. I, I don't need it to be fast, but. <laughs> It just ends up uh, almost a binary thing of I can I can keep my wolves alive and they'll eventually get there, or I can't. 
and that, that's like the determinant. I don't have a lot of options at the moment for keeping them alive. I need to make sure I keep my my life squid up there. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the biggest biggest thing I have to focus on. Gotcha. So I I I, I will ask you: Are are you thinking of respecting? Uh, I figure that that's one of the options, either respecting or just grinding up a few levels. Cause if I can, you know, every level on those wolves increases their life and increases their damage output. Sure. So uh, on top, uh, on top of that, you could start maybe farming for some items that give you plus to your wolves or plus to your skills. Um, yeah. Is it, so that's one of the things I don't really understand is I don't know how to get pluses to my wolves. Like there's a lot of things that say strength or enhanced strength, but those only affect me and my my sword swings, I think. I don't think yes. they have any effect on my summons. Yeah, so that that's the, the, those kinds of things are are on magical items. They're also on rare items. They're on some legendaries. Legendaries typically are, or not, I wouldn't say legendaries, uniques. Uh, and those are typically, uniques are typically reserved for class-specific items. Now, there's uniques for every item in the game, or, or almost every item in the game. The 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 issue is is that it's going to be harder to find the drops for the uniques. Um, w- one of the... I feel like one of the best things that you could look for... So you could even like go into town... And look at the vendors, and, and and maybe find something that gives you plus to your your wolves or plus to your. So I'm curious, what is the name of those abilities? What's the name of the wolves? Uh, it's just like summon timber wolves or summon wolves. Summon wolves. Yeah, separate from summon dire wolves. Summon wolves. So I'm basically also looking at kind of two different timelines. My my current thought, unless it's not a good one, was essentially just to grind a little bit because, you know, I could use the extra boosts to my wolves. I've also got three of my four components with rune words I would like to upgrade before maybe taking on Diablo. And they're all right around where I am, so I'm level 27 now. And the three, you know, looking at kind of the rune words broken out by, you know, what what type of item they upgrade, I've got a 25, a 27, and a 29 I'd like to upgrade to. So I still have a couple levels just just in order to meet the minimum level requirement for my shield upgrade. Okay. So I figure if I do that, by the time I get everything I need, get all the pieces, get all the runes farmed, it'll you know probably be 30. And then I feel like if I could be level 30 with all these upgrades, plus my level boosts, then I think I could probably go in and take on Diablo. Okay. Although I might want to go back just for revenge and fight Duriel first and just beat him single-handedly and you know, for the pleasure of it. Well, I mean, that's, like I said, that's completely up to you. I, I know nothing of the Druid. Um, obviously, I'm going to tell you to play it how you want to. 
Yeah, and then my thought was, as soon as I kind of beat the game, I would like to respec and then go. Even if I don't go to a harder level, I would love to respec and just keep playing to get better stuff. Sure. Well, trust me, once you move to Nightmare, you'll be getting better stuff immediately. Ah, uh, okay. Higher the difficulty, the better the stuff. So. Even in, like, the first act? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, nice. I found I found three things that replaced my stuff that I had. The only thing I didn't replace was my my uh, weapon that I had, which was um, and I I need to, I need to get rid of that weapon. Uh, I'll talk about my plight in a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm having I'm having a hard hard time getting things to work in my game. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm curious what kind of things. Generally, the games worked well for me when it works, but. You know, my my biggest frustration so far has really been that I carved out Saturday morning the last two weekends to really dive into it and couldn't connect literally once the all day on Saturday. Down, yeah. Not one time, two weeks in a row, two Saturdays in a row, nothing. And I'm like, all right, well, that was most of my week of game time. I guess I'll just keep trying to get rewards on Xbox instead. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um... So you had no problem with Mephisto. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and then we travel to hell. Yeah. Um, so killing Mephisto. Uh, God, what was the cutscene after Mephisto? I can't even remember. Uh, well, before I got to the cutscene, I actually had some trouble figuring out what to do because well, I killed Mephisto and then went back to, to talk to everybody, yeah. like I, to Tyrael, and I just like I say, I don't, I can't figure out where I'm supposed to actually go. And yeah. then I had to, I had to go back to Mephisto's little lair, and then go through that portal that was in the center. Right. But yeah, I had, I had been looking at that portal like even when you enter his area, you can see it, but it's like in the middle of the lake or something. Mm-hmm. Which for some reason, even though there's stairs that go down into the water, you can't go into the water. Sure. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that the bridge was going to open on the back side of it rather than on <laughs> the front side that I was able to see the whole time. Right, right, right. Kind of hidden. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I can't remember what the cutscene was. For that, go, that was a cool. Four. Was it after? I thought it was after I killed him that they showed the cutscene of him going down in there and Mephisto was having his, his little powwow with the the wanderer and then and then the lady that was chained to the stone that had almost like uh almost like the snakes for hair, but like whips. Right. And there was that kind of schlub that just kinda of walked in and messed everything up. And Tyrael asked him not to, not to remove the stone, but he did anyway. But I, that must have been at the beginning of the chapter, not at the end, right? Yeah, that was after we killed Duriel. Yeah. Um, and he gave, he gave the stone to. Uh, yeah, he gave he gave the stone to. Um, uh, God, what's his name? The guy's locked up. He's telling us the story of this. 
I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But he told him to take it to um, take it through the portal and uh, destroy it uh, in the infernal forge. Yeah, that's where you can destroy the the uh, the soul stones. Yep. Uh, but he was too afraid to do it. Um, but now we have the soul stone and now we can do it. So that's where we go. We go to hell and first order of business is going and finding this, uh, this forge and destroying it. The hell forge. Yep. Going to the hell forge and, uh, destroying the, uh, the Soulstone of Mephisto. Uh, also, while we're down here, there is a fallen angel that has betrayed heaven and uh, has been linked up with uh, the greater evils. And uh, we find him and uh, have to deal with him. There's only three quests in Act 4. This is a short act. Yeah, and it feels pretty short because I feel like you, you, you almost do them accidentally, right? Like you, I just there's only there's not that many areas either. Yeah, and I mean, they, they all are, they, they all kind of big. But, yeah, they're big, but they all lead into each other. Yeah, so it, it just exploring gets you basically everything you need. Yeah, like the first one was literally just kill, you know, kill this fallen angel, and he just kind of shows up. Isual, Isual. I don't know how you say it. I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, we destroy the Mephisto Soul Stone so he cannot be resurrected again. And then it's on to the uh, River of Flame, which is the, uh, I guess the. The river sticks. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's the river that uh, uh, you have to cross to get into the inner sanctum where Diablo resides. And um, yeah, going through uh, this area, uh, it's relatively easy to, to skip some guys. Occasionally, you'll get stuck on some stairs, and guys will, you know, really being annoying, blocking you on the stairs. Yeah. But uh, then you make it to the Inner Sanctum and get ready to run the gauntlet, man. Yep. I, this was a lot of people, so I'm I'm excited that I will be able to level up just by going through this area because there's just so many enemies. But, <laughs> so as far as I made it is I, made, I got into the Sanctum. I, I basically felt like I cleared it, like hundreds of enemies cleared. And then I activated a seal, and, like, 30 of those giant gargoyles came at me. Yeah. Moving, like, 100 miles an hour, and, like, preventing me from moving. They ripped through my wolves, and then and then, then I was dead. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's one of the things, in order to, to, to summon uh, Diablo, you have to break these five seals, activate the seals. Um, which are in the inner sanctum. And uh, when you click on one of them, 
it summons a champion mob that comes after you. Uh, and some of these mobs are hard. Um, but the good thing is, is that if you, if you hit all the seals and you kill the champions every, uh, and, and, and Diablo shows up, every enemy in the, in the, that area dies and it's just you and Diablo. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would say, I would say don't try that speed run because <laughs> is it worth doing if like you hit the fourth one? Like, as soon as you activate the fourth, is it like, all right, if I just activate the fifth, then they all die? No, you have to kill the enemies that spawn because you broke the seal. Oh, well. But the other random enemies running around, they will all die. Yeah, all right, that's definitely not going to work. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, and that's that's unfortunately where you are, Matt. Uh, <laughs> you had to, You had to stop there. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of went through the end of three and most of four pretty easily, but I feel like Duriel was a was a point that just like was way harder than my character could handle. Yeah, and and I don't know if that's where I am now. I only I only tried it like one and a half times, but that mob was pretty intense. So I, I don't know how close I am to even being able to hold my own against it or. Or if we might need like uh, another session. <laughs> I mean, we can. I can. I can easily run you through that. Yeah, I want to. I want to go through and and grind a little bit, at least level up, kind of within the build that I've got. Just see if I can get there. Sure. Uh, also, you know, knowing that there's a lot of fire. From the, the gargoyles, and then I believe from Diablo himself, I might load up on fire resistance. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of uh, of fire coming from Diablo. And I kind of feel like he's going to be like Duriel in that every time he takes two swings, one of my wolves is down. Uh, possibly. But um, yeah, he will definitely breathe fire, so stay out of the way of that. He will also have an AoE attack that basically he stomps on the ground and flames come around him in a circle. Yeah. Um, and you're fighting him in a big pentagram. Now, obviously, you can you can kite him out of it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I mean, if you want if you want my advice, I would say if you do want to grind and level up a couple of times, I would throw at least maybe one point to an offensive casting ability. Yeah, maybe get those tornadoes going. Yeah, I, I feel like it it would it may benefit you a little bit for that. What synergizes with your spirit wolves? Because that's what you're using mainly is the spirit wolves, right? Yeah. Do you do you know any abilities that synergize with the spirit wolves? Like of my own abilities? Yeah. So so other things in your skill trees will synergize and buff your wolves' ability. So. I know the Grizzly does. That's one that I might want to get, and that's where, you know, I want to grind a bit, but, you know, I, I'll grind up to 29 so that I can get that next Rune Word Shield. But if I get to 30, then I can summon the Bear. And I think the Bears and the Wolves synergize. 
Okay, let me take a look here. Summon Spirit Wolf. Uh, only one beast type can be summoned at a time. Synergizes. It receives synergy from Summon Dire Wolf and Summon Grizzly. But what does that mean if you can only have one at a time? Just having the spell Summon yeah, Grizzly just gives having, it the boost? Yes, just having hard points put into that will... Uh, and does it does it scale or is it like a yes or no? You've either got it and, it and it gets the bonus or it doesn't. No, it scales. So, um, so obviously, I don't know what the synergy does, but uh, if it receives synergy from di- uh, summon direwolf, summon grizzly, each point you put into those, it will give a better buff to your spirit wolves. Because it happens with the hammer then as well. Because so my main damage dealing ability is the blessed hammer. Blessed hammer get synergy from two different things. Uh, it comes, uh, gets synergy from blessed aim, which I ne- which is an offensive aura that I never use. I never have that aura on ever, but I put <clears throat> points into it and I put, I put up the, I put 20, I, I max it out because it gets 15% extra man, magic damage for each point you put into it. Wow. Uh, and then you get some from Vigor as well, and like I said, like I, I don't ever use those auras. I never even—I don't even have a map to a button. I don't even have to do that. Just putting hard points into those increases my blessed hammer damage, and it's the same way with all the other skills in the game for for all the different classes. Is that there's 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 abilities that synergize with the other ones. Yeah, interesting. So I just need to keep pumping points into them. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely. I mean, I would definitely invest in that if you want. I mean, if you want to go full on like you know spirit wolf build, go for it. I mean, you, like I said, you still got that respect that you can always use. And yeah. and once you beat Act Five, you now have two respects that you can use. Oh, okay. Because I w- I wanted to save one for after I I beat the game, but yeah. So you get if a, I get another one. You you get a respect. From uh, the the lady in the first act, the the woman that gives you a lot of the quests, so you can always go back to Act One in normal mode and get that respec. As soon as you move to nightmare mode and you finish the first quest, you now have another respec that you can use if you go to nightmare mode. And mm-hmm. then the same way with hell, after you beat the first quest in hell mode you have another respect that you can use if you want. But those are the only three free ones that you get. After that, you then have to craft an item using the Herodric Cube and get a respect that way. Those are not easy because it requires special drops that you get from killing Diablo, Mephisto, and Bale on Hell Mode. And they're not a guaranteed drop. Okay. So you have access to three respects. So you can, I would say you can use one willy nilly if you want. Once you make it to nightmare, you might want to start thinking. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm a little concerned. Like I really want to get deeper into these builds and get more points and unlock more of these trees. But nightmare sounds hard. Nightmare, nightmare is pretty rough. 
because not only do they do the the, the the enemies just have you know better attack damage and take more hits, they also have different resistances. On top of that, you get penalties. So I had seventy five percent resistance on all my elements. As soon as I started nightmare mode, I have maybe with the same equipment on. I have like 15% fire resistance, 20 something percent poison resistance, negative 15 lightning resistance now <laughs> because they, they, they penalize you to make the game harder. And that's with ancient ancients pledge on. Yeah. Which I, ancients I'm, pledge. I finally did get, but I want to upgrade to rhyme. Okay. At level twenty nine, that's that's one of the things I I definitely want. It gives me like seventy five percent defense. So what? So let me let me get into my plight here, which is something you yeah. not, you're not going to have to worry about until you get to Act Five. There is a quest reward in Act Five that the 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 Smith will uh, socket a a single item. Okay. He only does it once. It's much like the respect kind of thing. And I want to make the spirit shield. Uh, Spirit's really nice because it has faster cast rate, which is essential for a hammerden. Um, And I looked it up because I'm not a master at this game, but I looked it up and tried to find... All right, what shields can I give to this guy that will get exactly four slots? Yeah. All right. I found it. It took me forever. It took me forever. I found a shield. I found a shield in Act 3. No, in Act 4, I killed Diablo and a standard-ass, like, just regular shield dropped. And I was like, okay. There's my white shield. I'll take it to the smith. I took it to the smith. He made it for me. There's three slots. Not four. He only does the maximum slots if the item level is a certain level or higher. Ah, yeah. Your item level is based on your current level. Which means, but but here's the thing, and it works the same way with gambling too. If you ever gamble for something in this game, like at the vendor, yep, it takes your level. So let's say I'm level thirty, and when something drops, it goes between five levels below. Or three or four levels above. So I could be getting something to drop that is level 28. Or I could get something that's level 32. And there's certain thresholds where it's a high enough item level to give the maximum amount of sockets. I didn't think about that. I also didn't look it up. And so when I took it to the Smith, 
he gave me a three-slot shield again. Now, granted, this shield was significantly better than the standard-ass shield that I was using for Ancient's Pledge. Yeah. So I went ahead and made a new Ancient's Pledge, which is fine. But I was really mad that I didn't get my spirit shield. (laughs) (laughs) And now I don't get that guaranteed socket until Act 5 of Nightmare. That's crazy. That is a long time to wait for that one socket. It's true. Granted, I am halfway through Hack 1 right now, and it only took me about an hour to get through it. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no. It's Once you've got basically everything memorized, you know exactly how to beeline it to where you can get to the next act. Yeah, it's too, that's true. There is a bit of meandering and wandering trying to understand even without without waypoints and markers and you know glowing points on maps to go to there was there was a bit of figuring it out for yeah. sure yeah so but i i have got some um it, within my first 30 minutes of being in nightmare i have already found replacements for multiple things that i had been using for <laughs> hours yeah i found three uniques in act 1 of nightmare mode yeah, I don't think I have any uniques, right? You have some yellows. You have some Se- yellow. So uniques, it's it's easy to confuse uniques with rares because they they kind of have the same color. So a rare is a bright yellow, while a unique is technically a gold color. <laughs> um, but they they can be. So perfect example, your ancients pledge, right? When you hover yeah. over Ancient's Pledge, Ancient's Pledge should be in that gold color. Yeah, okay. That, that's considered a unique, basically, because it's a it's a rune word. Yep. I was going to say because it's named, but they're all named. So. Are you enjoying the game so far, Matt? Yeah, I am actually a bit more than I thought I would. Okay. Um, I think the whole, it, so the, the, the strangest thing to me is it's a game f- for me that seems to ask of the player to spend two thirds or three quarters of their time, like outside the game, figuring out what they need to do, like how to, how to assemble the pieces, how to figure out these rune words, what the recipes are for the Bradrick cube, all of that stuff. I feel like I need to take notes before I play. And then the game itself is mostly is a lot of executing on that and searching and random drops and repeated runs. So it's it's an interesting combination of gameplay for for me. Maybe that's not what was ever intended, but well, in in two thousand, we didn't have any of that stuff. Yeah, in two thousand, we just kind of figured this crap out on our own. Or yeah, I mean, I really like the it... forums and so like, hey, have you guys tried putting these runes together? <laughs> <laughs> Which, granted, I so like I said before, this is the first time I've ever played Lords of Destruction. Yeah, because I never had. I, ne- I when I beat Diablo in Act Four, that was the end of my journey. Um, and. Like, you know, doing bail runs and stuff like that. I never did that as a kid. 
because I, I, I never owned Lords of Destruction. So the, the first time you played it, how many, how many hours do you think it took you to beat Diablo the first time? About as many times it, as much as it took me this time. So I, yeah. I would say probably maybe 15 hours. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was taking my time with it too because this was like the first time I'd ever played this kind of a game before. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a very different kind of game. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, and I, I like, I, like I said, I kind of tried to figure this stuff out, and you know, and it was the early times of the internet, and you know, you looked at forums to get advice on stuff. <laughs> Not um, the answer, just advice. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, wikis didn't exist back then. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was weird because you know, like rune words were were added in a later patch. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So it was like 1.9, I think. When were rune words added? Introduced in the expansion. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. rune words were added in the expansion. I didn't do this whole rune word stuff when I was a kid. Now, did I not look at this stuff? Of course course i did i was a kid i loved diablo 2 i was yeah. poor so i couldn't afford to buy lords of destruction also at that time it came out in 2001 there was something else that came out in 2001 that took my time up you know what it was matt uh the original xbox no the playstation 2 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I had I had moved on from Diablo two by the time Lords of Destruction came out, which like it which was a year later. Um, but I do remember like it was it was pretty big, like like the, everybody was talking about it, you know. And um, friends that I had played you know Diablo two with were like, yeah, this is this is great, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, I can't afford it. So I never played Lords of Destruction, never played around with rune words and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people out there, those purists, who believe that rune words kind of ruin the game. By making it too easy? Well, just making stuff like just dumb overpowered. It took a lot yeah. of the it took a lot of the, the um the difficulty out of the game. Yeah. So I mean I'm still waiting for that point, but I'm sure I'm sure it'll happen. Or can happen. I feel like if I can get so the thing is is like you can get spirit on a shield and on a sword and you can run double spirit, which is insane. <laughs> um I don't know. Like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get my faster cast rate because I feel like that's the the ultimate goal is to get Enigma because Enigma gives you the ability to teleport like the sorceress. Yeah. And that makes your mobility like insane. Um, so just teleport, teleport, find a group, throw out bless hammer, kill all those guys, check and see if there's anything good. It dropped and teleport away. Like, le- le- like legit. You can go through, you can go through like the, the inner sanctum where you're stuck at right now with enigma and a hammered in. You could probably go through that in about mm, thirty seconds. Wow! <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's one of the things that I'm also not super clear on is how to prioritize certain things, right? Like, the, with as quickly as I've been dying, I've been spending a lot of time trying to figure out, all right, what's going to give me the best defense? But now that I'm thinking about it, if if adding the strength doesn't help my wolf stay alive, then maybe adding defense doesn't do any doesn't have any benefit either because I don't really care if my defense is better. So, like the whole like I, I mapped out all these rune words I want because I'm like oh plus seventy five percent defense that's amazing, but I, but maybe that won't help me at all. So it, it would help you if you were trying to make a tank character, particularly if you were trying to make a melee based character. Yeah. Um. The the rule, the name of the game in Diablo 2 is making your character kill stuff as fast as possible while also keeping your resistances up. Yeah. Yeah, because that was my thing. I'm like, do I prioritize offense or defense? And if I prioritize defense, is it resistances or is it actual defense it's or is it life resistances so buff up your life buff up your resistances ideally you want to have 75 percent on all the resistances obviously i got a lot of work to do when i move to nightmare because right now i have negative 15 to something (laughs) but um yeah at the end of act five when i beat normal I had 75% resistance on everything um, and it's really about DPS it's really about just like how fast you can kill stuff it, Diablo 2 was, has always kind of been more of a of how badass of a glass cannon you can be mm. uh, because it's not it's not about you taking, being able to take a lot of hits. Sure, there's class builds based around that. Barbarian's pretty good at it. Um, Paladin's actually pretty good at it too. But um, it really is about how fast you can kill stuff. Um, because what ends up what ends up happening is that you're going to be doing a lot of quote runs. You're going to be killing Diablo multiple times. You're going to be killing Bale multiple times. Yeah. And going through those dungeons, killing him as fast as possible, quitting the game, going back in, doing it again. Yeah. Um, summoner builds. I played a summoner build whenever I was a necromancer. I used the Iron Golem mostly. In retrospect, maybe I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I, or maybe I, I just need to get to my grizzly and give my bears more offense, and I can speed through it faster. I'm not sure. Possibly. I mean, is that what the 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 beastmaster build talked about? Was was running yeah. the bear the most? I, I I think it actually focused on the dire wolves, which you know I was like, oh, I'm not going to use them because I only have three, but I get five spirit wolves. But I think the spirit wolves, you know, they all kind of contribute to each other. And I think the dire wolves or the the spirit wolves get better 
from having the grizzly bear, but the grizzly bear also gets better from having the spirit wolves. So it sounds like most, I think what I read was that they considered the three dire wolves to be the best, but I assume then that I need to have a lot of points into grizzly bear and spirit wolves to help boost the dire wolves because I, in my mind anyway, and whether it's true or not, you know, I, I don't know. And that's where kind of balancing some of these things against each other isn't, isn't super clear to me. Like sometimes it'll like, I can read that like, Oh, th this is the best armor. But I'm like, well, that's not real helpful because I'm like 50 levels away from being able to even use that armor. Or now, like if it says three dire wolves is the best, is, is that true all the way through? Or do I have to be like level 50 before that becomes true? And so there's a little bit of that ambiguity for me knowing even if i read this is the best i'm like well how is it the best though right well you gotta keep in mind these guys have been around 20 years <laughs> they've damn near perfected most of them yeah but um yeah i mean it, the thing is like summon summoner like i never played druid you know so i, I don't know like I, I like druid was added in lords of destruction so um yeah I know I played Summoner Necromancer, and like uh, Necromancer had an awesome skill uh, that you could you could it was curse it was curses that he could use, um, and it was called Iron Maiden. And Iron Maiden, you would curse an enemy, and every time they physically attacked something, they would take that amount of damage back to them. So they were basically killing themselves. Yeah. So you could curse them, and that could throw out an iron golem, and then the iron golem would go up there and tank, and every time a enemy would hit my iron golem, if they were cursed, they would end up hurting themselves. Yeah. So I, good. I don't know if there's anything kind of like that for the druid. Like, what is rabies? I keep hearing people throw around the term rabies. Is there a rabies ability? Hmm. I have not seen it yet. I'm assuming it's some kind of poison build. But poison in Diablo 2 is not the greatest. Like, I know Poison Nova was a pretty big uh, build for um, for the Necromancer. Hmm. Yeah, Rabies Druid or Rabies Werewolf. Okay. Seems to be a build. Is there a skill called rabies? Yeah. Applies poison damage over time to affected enemies. Gotcha. Okay. And it's just be just if you attack somebody? Or is it also when your wolves attack? Uh, skill's greatest advantage is that it can't be cured. Uh, has the ability to spread among enemies, making it powerful attack against large groups. Obviously, use this attack only in werewolf form. So I assume only my attacks. Gotcha. So it sounds like that's a shifter class kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Then you use a poison creeper to give it synergy. Huh. So I've been using a website called Max Roll GG. Uh, and they have guides for uh, Diablo 2, 3, and Diablo Immortal of all, of all games. 
But um, if you look at their tier list of builds, their overall tier list, they have S rank, they have A rank, B rank, C, D, and F. Uh, if you look at their tiers, uh, S rank, uh, Sorceress, Hammerden, Sorceress, Paladin, Necromancer, Barbarian, Necromancer, Barbarian, Amazon, and uh, Assassin. There's not a single Druid in the S tier list. Mm. The first time Druid shows up is in the A tier list, and it's the Wind Druid, which is the thing I sent you today. Yeah, yeah that, that, that'll probably be what I respect to. Just because it'll be cool to see almost like a totally different build also. Without having to start over at level 1. Now, does a respec give me everything? My skill points and my attribute points? Correct. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, I would definitely totally respec and probably do the, the wind druid and use that for the next playthrough. The next druid build... That you can find is B tier. That's a Fury Druid. There's also a Fire Druid in B tier. C tier, there's a Fire Claw Druid. And then in D tier, there's the Rabies Druid. And that's it. Uh, Beastmaster doesn't make the cut. Beastmaster, I don't even think even... I don't think any of it's on here. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine what a... Fury Drew it is. I'm going to click on it and see. Extremely powerful melee build. Okay. Some of the highest possible damage and life values in Diablo 2. The build centers around maximizing the shape-shifting skill tree with some support from the summoning skill tree. The choice of summon support will largely dictate the direction the player will take. Let's see here. Yeah, I see Fury Werewolf and Maul Bear, so there's probably a couple of melee-focused builds based around the transformations. Sure. And there you go. Is there any other class that you would like to try out? Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I'd love to try all of them. Sure. I almost wish I had the ability to jump into like a level 10 character of every build just to see what it's like. You know, or almost like Dragon Age, like just play the first couple hours with every build. Right. But, you know, also separately, I I just kind of want to go deep with this build. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Just just to see how it how it progresses because that's also one of the things I never really did with Diablo 3 like I made it to the end game and I did uh, you know I, I put a few hours in after that but not not tons of runs and not tons of you know repeat playthroughs I didn't make it anywhere near as far as I certainly could have yeah I did, I did some I did a lot of Diablo 3 yeah I would say I put more time into Diablo 3 than I did Diablo 2. Overall. Because of multiple versions or even just like on a particular version? Uh, 
I mean, I played a ton of the PC version of that game, but then I, you know, platinum the PS4 version, and I've almost 1,000%ed the Xbox version of that game. Mm. Or 1,000-pointed that game. Um, yeah, I just played a lot of Diablo 3. Um, <laughs> I, well, you know, because it was weird because, like, like I said, I played a hardcore year of Diablo 2 and then dropped off. Yeah. And I, I loved that game. And then Diablo 3, you know, they announced Diablo 3, and I followed it for a long time, and... The, they it took forever to bring it out, and you know I, I jumped into other action RPGs like Titan Quest and uh, Torchlight. Torchlight was my jam, man. Like the original Torchlight, I absolutely loved that game. Um, and I remember the beta for Diablo three came out. I played the beta, and the same day Torchlight two released, and I was like, wow. Torchlight 2 is so much better than Diablo 3. <laughs> and to and to be honest with you, Torchlight 2 was like the 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 ultimate like sequel. Like I feel like Torchlight 2 was like the ultimate sequel to Diablo 2. Um but Diablo 3 came out and I like I said I I was obsessed with it for for a while uh and then the 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 auction house crap started. And they ruined that game. I dropped off of it hard after a few months. And then about a year later, they got rid of the auction house. They introduced Loot 2.0. And I, I jumped in because they I got an email from them saying, Hey, you've been invited to try out the new beta for the Loot 2.0 system. I was like, okay. I mean, I haven't played this game in forever. And loaded back up. And so I started getting better stuff for my character. And I was like, you know what? I'm back in. This is this is the, the Diablo I wanted to explore. Yep, they give you the loot in your loot game. All of a sudden, it it's a lot more incentivized to to put the hours in. I guess exactly makes sense. Exactly, and I mean it was it was accessible. Like Diablo three is is easily one of the most successful games out there in that yep. in that genre. Um, and it's it's I mean it's fun. I I, I really like Diablo three a lot. Yeah, no. yeah, I do too. Although even playing through Diablo three, I felt like my goal was to quote unquote beat the game. Whereas I don't really feel that at all with Diablo two. Maybe it's just because I know more having played Diablo three. But you know, this game to me doesn't feel like it's about beating it. It feels like it's about the gear, and I it's, didn't yeah. even feel that as much in Diablo three. So yeah, the you should. I would say go back and play Diablo 3 now. Yeah, yeah, it might be different now. With Reaper of Souls, they uh, I have to give Blizzard credit here. Blizzard's done a lot of things that I don't like, but they've done a lot of stuff right with Diablo 3. Diablo 3, with each update, with each expansion, with each patch that they did, they progressively gave the player more options. They gave the player... They never nerfed the player. They never nerfed anything because it's too good. They said, yes, this is too good. We're going to give you five more options to make the game harder. 
<laughs> and that 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 gets people to keep playing. That's the thing is like you know they they release you know, greater rifts now, and there's the challenge of of like so Diablo two has normal nightmare and hell right. Yeah, there's like twenty different difficulties in Diablo three. That's crazy. It goes up to like torment twelve. I think it might be going up higher than that now. I haven't I haven't logged into Diablo three in a long time, but uh, like that's that's the thing is like they 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 increased they 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 never removed anything or made something harder for the for the player unless you wanted to, and that's what made it Diablo three so addicting because you can totally spec your character with all the legendary stuff that you want that completely break the game. And that's what made it fun. Yeah. So, and there's the, and, and Torchlight 2 has that as well. Torchlight 2 is so fucking good, dude. It's so yeah, good. That's, that's one of the games that's still locked behind my, like, I'm so far into Torchlight 1, I just need to find a weekend and, like, finish it. And, yeah. and then jump into Torchlight 2. Torchlight 2 is so good. Oh, it's so good. I've given so up on a lot of my my one game gating another game mentality, but for for some reason that one still is for me. I'm like, look, Torchlight was was awesome. I loved it. There's no reason I shouldn't finish it. It's not even like Assassin's Creed where I'm like, look, it just is a little boring and repetitive. And I know the sequel is going to be better. Like I I really enjoy all the time I've spent with Torchlight, so I, I have no excuse. So I just really really want to finish that. And then immediately jump into Torchlight 2. Yeah, Torchlight 2 is fantastic. I still still stand by that game. It's it's so good. Like, playing Diablo 2 again, like, obviously I want to play more Diablo 2, but it has re- kind of like revitalized my, my, my love for the genre. Mm. Like, I, I want to go back. Like, dude, I bought Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn is a fantastic action RPG that I've only put maybe four hours into. And I'm like, I really want to go back to Grim Dawn. And like people, people talk about, like I, I reviewed some of them. They released it weird because they released it in three different games. The Incredible yeah. Adventures of Van Helsing is legit a great action RPG. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I even have a copy of this. I've never played it though. Yeah. Van Helsing. Uh, no, Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn. Yeah. Grim Dawn's great. Grim Dawn is crazy good. Um, and, and the thing is, is like they all, all these games have the same style, but they add their own twist to it. You know, like a path of exile, people love path of exile. There's a lot of people who hate path of exile because they say, quote, they're ruining the game. At least that's all I ever hear. All I ever hear is people complaining about it. When a game gets so big that it like, that when, when a game gets to a certain point that it's so big, all you ever hear is people complaining about it. Yeah. So whatever but i mean obviously like i i want to take my paladin level 99 and diablo 2 like that's all there is to it (laughs) i want connected i i mean the the only issue i have with that is that i have i've made a i made a class i made a hammerden which is like one of the best one of the best builds in the game the problem is is that it's an online character and 
all of the stuff that I get on my Hammerden, I can't transfer over to my offline characters. Because yeah. that's that's kind of the point of your first character. Your first character usually is a sorceress because they, they get the teleport ability and they're like really powerful too. And they're the character you go and get some of the best stuff for other classes and then start a new class. <laughs> so I probably should have started with a sorceress, but I was like, you know what? I want to go paladin this time. Um, so you have multiple offline characters? Like, why why would anyone build an offline character if you start online and you can't share online to offline? The, why would I start a on, an offline character? Yeah, after having already started an online one. Well, see, that's the problem. I started an online one. Well, obviously, I started an online one because I wanted to play with you. Some, but, yeah. But a perfect example is that the past two Saturdays, if we were playing offline characters, we could have fucking played. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's the reason why. Yeah, all right. Well, I definitely feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, Blizzard, fix your fucking servers. You're Blizzard. Don't tell me you don't have money to do it. Yeah, I, I know World of Warcraft should be paying for a lot still. Yeah, I, I'm just like, God, this is not that difficult, guys. Somebody flip a switch. But, yeah. you know. I mean, I've got burned on on waiting in queues. Like, I, I waited in a queue. I swear to God, it said I'm, like, number four in queue, and I sat there for, like, ten minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I've never seen that queue number move, by the way. I've been, like, 320 up to 480 at the various times I've joined it. I've never seen it go go down once. Yeah, I've seen it go down, but then, like, I, like it was, like, three nights ago or something like that. I was just sitting there. And I was at number, I was stuck at number four and I was like, I was scrolling through my phone and like, I looked up and I was like, I'm still at number four. What the fuck is going on? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and finally I just got into a game. I was like, what? Like, why did this take 10 minutes? But to play it, to play, you know, I'm playing by myself. You know, it, I don't know, whatever. I was, that's yeah. just me. That's me complaining. It's like, I'm sound, I sound like a Path of Exile player. So yeah, I mean, or we'll wrap it up. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely enjoying it though, and again, a bit more than I thought I, I would because uh, like coming out of Diablo three, I kind of was like, all right, well, it's going to be that, but a little bit worse, and you know, it's not going to have quite as good of cutscenes. It's not going to be as polished. It's not going to be just as good of a game. But I, I'm actually enjoying it for very, very different reasons. Yeah, definitely. I think you'll have a newfound respect for Diablo 3 if you ever go back to it. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Because there's, there's, Diablo 3 is a very different game, but it still has that, that spark that you get from Diablo 2. Mm. The options are obviously very different. God, those games are completely different. Like, now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Like, you know, in Diablo 2, you have the option to just hit stuff with a sword, you know, and how good your sword is determines how well you're going to hit. Diablo 3, you don't have that at all. Diablo 3, your items are basically just alter how well you use your abilities. Yeah. Which, you know, I guess, I guess what Blizzard looked at was how people played Diablo 2, because I'm playing a paladin, 
who should be hitting stuff with a sword, but instead I'm just casting magic abilities. Do you think that was also an attempt to diversify the characters? Because if everybody, if if a paladin is whacking something with a sword, and me as a druid is whacking something with a sword, and a sorceress is whacking someone with a staff, I mean, is it just the same? It's just like palette swapping? So if you focus on the abilities over the weapons, you can diversify things more? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, potentially, yeah. That's a good question. I want to go back and rewatch that Diablo three talk that that guy did. He was like the, one of the game designers or like the head designer of Diablo three. And it was like a hour long, like thing, like Ted talk almost about how he was, I can't remember. I can't even remember what it was. If I can find that video, I'll show you, but it, it was a fascinating, like let's just watching him talk about it. Because he talked about the auction house crap and and inter- introducing loot 2.0 and 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 making the console version of the game and stuff like that. It was it was a very fascinating. He went into the history of it too. I'll see if I can find that video because it's it was really good. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, especially now having played both. Yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, no emails, Dustin. I know you were going to send us an email, but I don't think you. I think you may have forgot. That's okay though. Um, but if you would like to send us an email, it's Drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS, and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. But uh, possibly finish Diablo next week. That is certainly my hope. Okay. You're at the end of Act 4. Act 5 is long. I'm not going to lie. Act 5 is pretty long. I mean, obviously, it was a paid expansion. So... Yeah. It has to be pretty long. Act 5 and Diablo 3 is pretty long, too. So... But, yeah. That's going to be it. We're going to get out of here. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. Let us know what you think about this game. I know there's a few people out there playing along with us. Let me know. Send us an email. Give us your builds. Also, next episode, if next episode is the last episode, we may have a special guest on. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Matt doesn't even know this. (laughs) I've already got confirmation. The final episode of Diablo 2, we're going to have Jay Lee on. Oh, excellent. Yep, yep. The the guy who's already hit level 99 with a hammered and... <laughs> game's been out a month. Yep, he is, uh, he's a beast. He is a beast. But, uh, yeah, get excited for that. Send those emails in. But that's going to be it for us. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week. Really do. Really have a great week. We're going we're going into November. And Halloween. And Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Yeah. I know we usually do a, a scary No we don't. We do them in, in December. <laughs> How like the past four years we've been doing Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> so whatever. Uh but yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get out of here. You guys have a great one. And uh we'll be back next week with the conclusion of I'm I'm calling it. We're doing the conclusion. 
the conclusion of Diablo 2 Resurrected.